the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back on WPTF, hour number two of the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmonston. Mark Bumgardner is with us from the Cooperative Extension Service in Orange County. Monica Wood is also with us from the State Farmer's Market. Hey, Ms. Monica. Good morning. How was, um, how was your Christmas and New Year's season? It was wonderful. Just flew by a little too quick, as it always does. Yeah, and y'all didn't have to work on Christmas Day. How about that? I know our one year, our one day of being closed all year long, right? <laughs> we didn't have a weekend gardener on Christmas Day because it was on Saturday this all year. Right. So how about got, that? Got a yeah. break too, right? Hey, Rufus. Uh, I, uh, today is uh, well. Well, when I start with yesterday, yesterday was Ken Tanner's birthday. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and today is Jackie Gore's birthday. Good old Jackie Gore. Who was a lead singer for many years with the Embers. Well, he came and sang one night and did a beautiful no-charge concert for the Super Kids, for which I will ever thank Jackie. I know. Uh, So happy birthday to Jackie and to Ken. Well, maybe Ken will talk to us today. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Miss Monaco, uh, (laughs) it's a little chilly, little chilly out at the farmer's market this morning, isn't it? It is just a little chilly. Um, if you're making plans to come out, definitely bundle up a little bit. But um, our farmers are, are working to get open up down there this morning and still a lot of great product here on the market. And as you come in, you may think, where are they all at? Because we, we're going through that time period where we're doing maintenance in the first part of the farmer's building there. Yeah. So they've all moved down to the other end, down there where the plants and Christmas trees and everything usually are. All right. Very good. Well, that's okay as long as they're there. And I bet there's some from uh, firewood folks there this morning. I was going to say that might be kind of a hot commodity today. Uh, I would say so. And you can buy it by the load or by the stack, by the piece, just any way you want it. And um, we also saw some folks down there with some boxes of kindling, um, which is always good to have on hand as well. And um, you can find a, a good selection down there of of that, and you can also still find lots of North Carolina apples. <clears throat> Several different varieties coming in now. Um, apple cider and a good cup of hot apple cider would be good to, <laughs> to wake up to this morning, I believe. Um, throw a little bit of cinnamon in it or have it just as it is. You know, that's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> we do still have a lot of collards coming in, as well as a lot of other greens, such as turnip, mustard, and kale. Ooh, um, oh, kale. No kale. <laughs> well, baby I, kale's I'll tell pretty you, good. I've had uh, some of the best turnip salad mustard greens combo, a little fat back. Yep. From Nahanta in there. That 
we've had uh, several batches during the season here, and uh, it's all been so good. It all came from the farmer's market. Yes. you got to know how to fix it, though. That's right. And the Hunta, of course, they're, you know, they're open. They're open Wednesdays through Saturdays, so you can get lots of various, you know, different pork products back there um, to go with those collards. So they're open again? The what now? They're open. Uh, they're, they're back open uh-huh. from the holidays. Good. They are. Good. We need some fat back. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> They supplied up on that fat back. Well, I can I can help a little bit on that. I got some fat, a little bit of fat everywhere to share. With somebody. <laughs> uh, my doctor was surprised at my weight last time. He said, "My friend, you have waxed and grown strong." I said, "Did it come out of the Bible?" He said, "Yes." Well, that's a nice compliment. Well, I, not the way he put it. <laughs> that's that's uh, it's not as good as being big boned. <laughs> or stout. Mom, had you ever heard that term for a little uh, over-the-weight person called big-boned? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what my mama would do. She'd say, well, now, old lady Critcher down the road there, who'd weighed about 210. All right. She'd say, well, no, she's big-boned. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that many times. I sometimes say that myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, I love all the things you talked about. Yeah. And I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to quit being so mean and intolerant of, of kale. Because <laughs> I, apparently I've not had any that anybody fixed that was worth it. Well, does Linda like kale? Oh, yes, she loves it. Yeah. I, I want something. I want it cooked. I want it cooked into submission. Is it too bitter? <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the only way the turnip salad and mustard greens are good. you got to cook them on a pot. You can't put them in a, in a steamer or... Or a salad. Uh, something like that. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't work. you got to cook them all day long. Well, the only way I've ever had kale is in a salad, and I just didn't. Is it too bitter? It, it, no, nope. it's uh, not bitter. It's just the, the texture, very maybe. tough texture if yeah. you don't have, have the Gosh, baby, if a rager and an airborne guy yeah. says that, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like the texture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. it's uh, so, To me, if you've got the mature uh, kale, it's it's – it's like eating, I don't know, a br- uh, you know, bristle brush or something. It's just so like, they, uh, uh, now. So I guess Monica, y'all have y'all sell? Is it baby kale? <laughs> there is such a thing as baby kale, yeah. and um, yeah. I've seen it down there. And also, you know, <laughs> and this is probably getting even worse, Rufus. But there's one that's called dinosaur kale. All right. <laughs> 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 Got to have some strong teeth for that. Sounds like that'd be something to, to fan yourself with in the summertime. <laughs> you got you to pour on the streaky lean with that, I would expect. Good and gracious. Well, you know, one thing good is um, I one of the ways that I can personally eat kale is in soup. I've seen it, you know, in some different soups and things like that before. So mm. That's a good way to, to get your kale. Or another thing that's really popular, folks, make kale chips. I've never no, I've had, had those. those. I've had those, and they're actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's like a potato chip because they just crack off, and they're actually pretty good. Well, uh, Rufus has mentioned cow chips before, but not kale no, chips. chips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll try that if you can uh, guide chips. me to the right place. All right. Well, I'm glad you're open-minded. I, I've always thought you were open-minded, yeah. Rufus. So. And we do still have cabbage, so I know Rufus has a thing for cabbage. So I like cooked cabbage. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Melissa... Yeah. Melissa likes it uh, the other way. She likes raw cabbage better. Now, now, do you like that? Do you the pointy the pointy cabbage? Pointy head cabbage? Yeah, the pointy head I, cabbage. I mean, <laughs> I knew a guy whose head was shaped like that before, oh, yeah. but I you know, 
It really doesn't matter. Well, in in Germany, they they made a lot of their sauerkraut or their kraut was made from from those uh, pointy head cabbages. Oh mm-hmm. well, kraut is good for you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. Hey, uh, Monica, we we uh, not to get off too far off the subject. We we tried some uh, persimmon pudding this morning. Oh wow! Yeah, that that Mart made from Asian uh, persimmons. Mm-hmm. You know the large ones. Uh, are you a fan of persimmon pudding? I've never tried it. Oh, oh doggone it. I'm oh, sorry. We're Lord. fresh out of it this morning, but uh, I wish you had been up here. We would have shared it with you. Yes. Well, how, how was it? It's very good. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, what goes into it again, um, Mart? Obviously, your, your normal, your, the pulp from the uh, the persimmon, of course. And but you got to wait for it to get really soft. That's and, right. That's right. And it's uh, and then you got to extract it. But it was pretty easy because it has no seeds in the Asian persimmons. Right. But the American persimmons have have a large seeds. But it had flour, sugar, milk, eggs, uh, the normal stuff that you'd bake. Uh, uh, it had um, so bacon powder. It had a pinch of bacon soda. It had uh, nutmeg and cinnamon. And vanilla flavoring, and so that's that's kind of the, the the pretty much the ingredients to it. It's not hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Right ingredients to make it good. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's probably not. They probably don't have any up in the market shops, but that's one of the few things they don't have. Persimmons. Yeah. Occasionally, we do see some persimmons come through the market. Actually. Oh, we I do. Like that. Even down in our farmers area, we'll occasionally have some. So, are they usually the the uh, Asian, the large? They the, are usually the larger ones. Uh-huh. I, I haven't ever paid close attention to see which ones in particular they were, but they usually are the larger ones when I see them. Yes. Yeah, the Asian ones are much much larger. They look like tomatoes. Yeah, they're way. huge and and. Um, I it took it takes about two cups of pulp. So if you get a American persimmons, you probably have to have you know a big bucket, probably yeah. uh, a half gallon. I mean a, a gallon, two gallon bucket. Yeah, and you got to get the seeds pulp. out yeah, of them. That's right. But with the uh, the Asian, it took uh, I think it was about six or seven persimmons was enough to make two cups of the pulp. How about that? So uh, what else? What else we got out there this morning? Of course, we have sweet potatoes, um, several different varieties of those. We have broccoli, Brussels sprouts. We have a lot of different winter squash, like the acorn squash and your butternut squash. Spaghetti squash is another one. We do still have pecans. And, of course, we have um, a good selection of baked goods, and there's um, the salsa and honey down there. Also still have those tunnel-grown strawberries. If you haven't tried them, I suggest stop by and, and try those. They're delicious. Um and we always have um, just a good selection, even on these cold days. And unless it's really bitter cold, our farmers are pretty much open down there. Um, like even like I say this morning, there everybody's getting ready to open up. And so come out and support these guys. We're still here seven days a week year round, and um, of course our market shops are always open as well. And the best time to shop is usually 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Um, and when you go up into the market shops, as we always like to say, it's kind of like an old country store. It is. You can find, you know, hoop cheese and the bottled, old-fashioned bottled drinks, all sorts of barbecue sauces, jams and jellies. We do have the market grill in there where you can grab one of those Rufus dogs. Oh, yeah, they've got that down to perfection now. I tried again the other day. Okay. And they are they are really getting it down to a per- perfection. Hey, so, Monica. It's getting a silver approval. That sounds great. Yeah. Have you ever been to, to Goldston in Chatham County? I 
have, but it has been a while since I've been through there. Well, do you know there is a Rufus's restaurant there? Really? Yes. <laughs> Well, he's just all over the place. He I is. know we we are just dying to go there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go, but it's uh, they uh, I think they have. I know they're open late in the afternoon because we were we were rode by there. Mm-hmm. I was astonished, but they it, they have a nice, uh, very reasonable menu, and they they have a Rufus burger. Okay. We haven't met Rufus. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if he's still with us or not, but uh, we we would love to uh, to get Rufus and Rufus together. Yeah. So I uh, hope he's there that day. If he's, oh, I bet he's this young, daring, handsome fellow. It could be. Who, could be. I don't know how long the place has been there. I need to look uh, look more at the history of it. Uh, but I mean, you're not holding back from us. It's not something you started, is it, Rufus? I'm I'm not holding back on this one. Okay, you didn't invest in something in Golston years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well we shall we shall go but i just thought you'd like to know that in case you have to go to uh You'll goldston to ride through there again posted whenever you get guys get by there and let us know how it is we sure will so uh you got some nice restaurants at the state farmer's market too we do um i tell you our seafood restaurant we're excited because they have brought back indoor seating oh wow um, they have gotten that in place this week and um we're kind of starting out slowly with that as far as getting their seating back in there and um so we're happy for that especially with this cold weather that's upon us right now and um their hours now are wednesday through saturday 11 a.m to 8 p.m and on sunday they're 11 a.m to 5 p.m so right now they're just closed on monday and tuesday um temporarily they're hoping to bring those days back but um right now that's what you can do and if you've never been to our seafood restaurant you've got to try it wonderful food um of course you can order when you arrive or if you would like to order online for a takeout you definitely can do that um just check them out at nccfood.com i'd say this too monica be ready to take home another meal what you ordered they They are so generous very generous with their portions so um come hungry or you know maybe share a plate or be ready to take it home that's right okay i love that oyster sandwich yeah. Well, you like an oyster sandwich. I like a uh, crab cake sandwich. It's crab not cake. called a poor boy? No. no. Poor boy? No, it's like in it's a hamburger a bun and got oysters in there. And oh, I, I always put slaw on mine. It's just delicious. Yeah, great mm-hmm. French fries, too. So, um, And Farmer's Market Restaurant, I'm sure there are lots of folks out there yeah. this morning. They have those homemade biscuits that you just can't beat um and of course the first thing they bring out to the table is a basket of biscuits and that molasses so um you gotta come and enjoy that of course they have just good old-fashioned country cooking they do daily lunch specials um you can check them out on facebook they usually try to keep those posted on there and um as far as what their daily lunch specials are every day and they do have a regular menu they serve breakfast all day and they're open Monday through Saturday from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. And on Sunday, they're 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So come by, check those guys out, enjoy a good hot meal. And uh, I didn't mention, of course, something else that's good and hot is 321 Coffee. So as you're coming yeah. to the shop today, be sure to stop by and support those guys. All right. Uh, and don't forget that that Ash County cheese curd. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I've, I've, I've had people ask me, well, it's still out there, yes. I checked the other day. It is. And one of the vendors has got it. And if you've never had a cheese curd, 
Yeah. It's a different kind of, of taste. Yeah. That was, <laughs> excuse me, uh, the West Jefferson area. Right. Uh, beautiful area of the state. Uh, it is. They do a, a great job, and they have several different flavors of their cheese available down in the market shop. And, of course, I couldn't stop without mentioning the uh, lady that has the no sugar added jelly jellies and jams mm-hmm. oh yeah and jams yes uh, my my wife can consumes about one quart every three days <laughs> and she mixes it with that's a good thing. It's not white lightning. I'll tell you that. You know, it's. Uh, I better straighten this out. She mixes it yeah, with. You better uh, get this straight, Rufus. With uh, not with sour cream. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And, and, and yogurt. Uh, yogurt. Yogurt. Yeah. No, not sour cream. <laughs> oh my God! I, I was meant, like, God, no sugar. Might as well add some it. kale to that. <laughs> I, I meant yogurt, friends. Uh, so. And then I I use my yogurt. I've got some. From a lady that is called Sweet Melissa. Yeah, how was that this time? This batch. She didn't make it very much. Well, that batch is phenomenal. And I will yeah. say this: I add a touch of artificial sweetener to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, she touch. hers has artificial sweetener in it, so it it's uh, it you, you can only you have to make it that way. You can't add too much of it uh, when you're making it. So, no, uh, but it, it is absolutely delicious. Yeah. In fact, she's got a, as my daddy would say, a mixture. He used to say, "Well, that's a good, a good hay mixture." That's right. There. I mean, there's several different fruits yeah. in there. So, well, have you ever made yogurt? Have you ever made yogurt, uh, Rufus? No, never have. Well, it's not real hard. <laughs> Monica, you ever made yogurt? I have not. Oh, it, well, how do you make it? Uh, well, we we got an Instapot, and uh, it has instructions with it. Um, I'll tell you, you, you know, you basically you you, you boil the, the milk. It has to be boiled. Um, and I thought whole, whole milk, of course. yeah, whole milk, uh, or you can use two percent. I mean, it, you can use lower fat. Um, you, you boil the milk, and then after that, you put in the starter, um, and it, and you put it on the the setting for yogurt. And you come back, you know, the next day. It depends on how how you know how much you want it. Well, you leave it out in the backyard. No, you leave it. You leave it right there on the the kitchen the kitchen counter, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you come back the next day and it's it's ready. I don't know. Yeah, it's not hard. You just Instapot. Yeah, I've never heard of that. He's not making yeah. iced tea, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Instapot. To, I've never heard of that. Yeah, you separate the, uh, the 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 curd from the whey, which is the liquid. You so you oh, basically yeah. you have to strain it. Okay. And so what you're straining out is that uh, is the yogurt itself. Monica, you ever heard of an Instapot? I have heard of it. I've never had one or had. What What are they used for besides making? It's It's one of those. It's It's kind of it. It, it is kind of like a crock pot, except except it's got all these other functions to it. Oh. For example, pressure cooking. You can do pressure cooking in it. Okay. Uh, you can do slow cooking in it. Uh, you, you know, you can do beans and just whatever. Anything you can do as a slow cooker or or a steamer or a pressure cooker, uh, you can use in this Instapot. How about that? Wow. Sounds like a good investment. Say that name again. Insta, Instapot. Instapot. A lot of folks use them for canning, right? Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of people using Instapot for canning. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking about something else. I know there's a lot of new little gadgets that come out. Yeah. I know there was we'll have to I look that up. Yeah. But uh, if you want to make, if Linda wants to make yogurt, Rufus, make her own yogurt. And it's, it's so simple. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I was initially trying, going downtown to, uh, go to these uh, health food stores and finding, you know, 
a starter for this stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I said, well, that seems that seems kind of counterintuitive. I like this one Greek yogurt. And so I just actually took some flavored Greek yogurt and used that as my starter, and it did just fine. How about that? Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that sounds like a copyright infringement somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use their yeast. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not selling it. That's right. Yeah. yeah for, for home consumption. That's right. Just, <laughs> like, the, just like the white lightning. <laughs> so, Ms. Monica, you got anything else going on out there? Well, of course, Market Imports, you know, is still open super side, and um, just our craft shed. I always stop by our craft shed to see see who may have popped in down there at weekly. Right. We have some folks with hot sauces and their homemade baskets. Um, the folks with the custom stonework down there also, and some different. We have a couple different folks that come in down there also with some um, meats from their farms, as mm. well as in our market shops. Right. You can always find those there too. Anything else you want to mention, Rufus? Out at the farmer's market. What about the... the well, uh, what a nice person Monica is. Well, <laughs> well everybody knows that. Thank you. Now, Monica, you know what I'm begging for, of course, when I say something like that. I'm I'm, all, I'm sure you're looking out for me. Well, of course, always. What, do you want those bags? <laughs> yeah. I, I, for goodness sake. I, I like my bags. Yes. You've got to you've got to stop selling them on the side, there, Rufus. I, <laughs> gee whiz! I got to go up on my price on them. Well, I sure. will certainly do that. Yeah. I've got farmers market bags all over this country. That's well, right. We appreciate that. Uh, we we sure need to send do. one to Ireland. That's right. Did you did you hear that, uh, Monica, from a caller this morning? No. He said that he uh, went to Ireland and went to a uh, a book signing. Uh, an an it was an Irish actor. He um, he asked uh, where the the chap from North Carolina was, the lad from North Carolina was, and apparently he knew Rufus because Rufus had given him, made him an uh, an uh, honorary attorney general. Oh wow! <laughs> and he knew about the weekend gardener. Yeah, very That's good. That's awesome. <sighs> Just what have we created here? All over the place, right? I think we yeah. are. All kinds of interesting people. Yeah, Miss Monica, you have a wonderful day. Well, before you, yeah, go before ahead. Before you go, uh, my my wife must be listening to us. Well, I hope she is. <laughs> uh, she just sent me a text and said, "Hey, uh, in, the Instant Pot uh, announces that they're adding a multi cooker uh, that uh, that uh, that would include canning a canning setting." So, yes, the Instant Pot Max. Instant. Okay. Maybe what, what, no I pig thought. cooker? <laughs> yeah, no. It's a pot max, you cook a pig. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, we've done, we've done pulled pork in it, I'll tell you what. But uh, the Instant Pot Max is what okay. it's called. Holy. <laughs> it well, looks like it's got uh, three or four jars in it that uh, seals. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, we'll all have to look for the Instant Pot. That's okay. right. That's right. Miss <laughs> Monica, thank you very much. Always a pleasure talking to you. And thank you, guys. Everybody come see us and Stay warm. Stay warm. <laughs> okay. Right. I shall today. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. 919-860-9783. We'll talk to George and Jackie straight ahead on the WPTF Weekend Gardener.
let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Gosh, so much going on here. Jason, our producer, called uh, Rufus's restaurant this morning. I don't know if he was trying to get a takeout, but <laughs> he was. Uh, he asked about the uh, the Rufus burger, and they said you can get anything you want on it, except for kale. <laughs> oh, kale! <laughs> oh, kale! <laughs> no. So kale. Uh, I I hope they realize how much uh, free publicity they're getting down there. So, <laughs> but we're definitely going to have to go eat lunch there someday after the show. Have to take brother Tom. Yeah. Yeah, Tom we want Campbell them to know us. there is a real Rufus in the flesh. Well, and apparently I, they got a real Rufus I, I, too. I, I want to meet that real Rufus. Yeah, we get the get the two Rufuses together. Um, also, let's see. This is from Kim. Here's a recipe uh, for persimmon pudding. She says she got it uh, at a cooperative extension service event. There are many versions, but this is one very popular in Randolph County. And the recipe was included in a booklet that featured the iconic recipes from each North Carolina county. Wonder, um, wonder if that came from the the recipe itself was the iconic from Randolph. It uh, let's see, I'll I'll read it here. Two cups of persimmon pulp. Which kind? It doesn't say. <laughs> well, it, it, we know now you can use yeah, the Asian. Yeah, uh, the Asian would work. probably be recommended for that since uh, it's it's easier. Uh, you know, they're much bigger. Uh, three eggs, slightly beaten. Let's see, one and three quarter cup of milk, and you can use evaporated milk. Uh, she she uses evaporated milk for that. Two cups of plain flour. Uh, half teaspoon of Soda, one teaspoon of salt, uh, one quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, one and a half cups of sugar. And you got to stir in all the dry ingredients and three tablespoons of melted margarine. So you combine the persimmon pulp, eggs, and milk, and you mix it well, sift together all dry ingredients. Pour the dry ingredients into the liquid mixture and uh, mix until, uh, you know, there are no white dots, little white dots <laughs> in it, okay? I understand yeah, that. Mix it up. Mix it up. Stir in the margarine and then bake in a 13 by 9 oiled pan at 300 for an hour. And that's persimmon pudding. Is that similar to what it, you did? It was, except my temperature was about 400 degrees, and it had a lot more butter. My, now, understand, mine was a, a recipe from from probably the the 40s or 50s. It was my my aunt's uh, recipe that I used, and it had it had two thirds a cup of butter yeah. in it. So it it really was sweet, and it was uh, uh, heavy in terms of of uh, fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go to George. George's been waiting a long time. George, thank you so much for your patience. How can we help you today? Yes, we have uh, some limelight hydrangeas that are about 9 to 10 years old. Did not get to prune them last year, and they've grown to about 8 to 10 feet during this past summer. How much do, can we cut them back to, uh, this time? Uh, to waist high, knee high, six six inches need some guidance well well I, first of all <laughs> I, let me let me just warn you 
Uh, if you cut them back right now, you you run the risk of of uh, having no blooms this spring because most well most hydrangeas uh, there are some that that do grow on new wood, but most of them grow on old wood. Yeah. And so if you cut them back now, I I, I wouldn't prune them right now. I'd wait till after they bloom. Uh, and then and then prune them back. But uh, the rule of thumb is never take it back more than one third. Yeah, that's a, that's for way we do it for most things. Now, Rufus, what, is is that well, pretty much your rule? No, it, no, it isn't. I <clears throat> I have a real strange habit, George. You're George. Now you're not talking about a, B, a hydrangea PG, the bush like thing, are you? You're talking about a regular like, mop head or what? Like the limelight is what, a what PG kind hydrangea. Is it? Yeah. The limelight, the regular limelight. Uh, hydrangeas. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so now, that, that's, that's quite different. Yeah, that's that. That is one where I go back a third. Yeah. Now on, on a on a regular like a mop head or those other beautiful things, I I I totally wait until springtime to see what comes up and what stays dead. I cut the dead out all the way to the ground and leave the rest alone. But yes, on, on yours, one third. Is yeah. what I do on my limelight that Mike gave me. Yeah, the uh, PG hydrangeas tend to have the conical shaped flower pods on them, uh, and uh, those. I mean, you can leave those. They look, they look really good if they they stay on there. They like sun. I see them in full sun in a lot of yards, and uh, they really look good last year. But uh, George, you can also we mentioned before you can spray paint them gold or silver or some. Uh, color that you like uh, for christmas uh since they stay on there they're one of the the later ones to bloom and and they kind of uh hang around a while but that's yes. up that's up to you well you've answered you've answered my question by cutting back to one one third yeah that's uh that's the safest thing to do i always cut cut mine back to george i i cut right above the the last bud nodule i call it I don't know. I, I was always taught to do that by my grandmother. Some people just go find a go estimate a, a third down and whack. I usually try to find a, a bud and cut right above it. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I appreciate the information and the guidance. Well, I appreciate you waiting so long, George. I apologize for no that. Problem. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Hey, I get to yeah. every, every week. Thank you, Thank and you. please call us again. We'd love to hear from you. Will do. All Thank righty. You. Bye-bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. More of the WPTF Weekend Gardeners straight ahead. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmiston. Mark Bumgardner is with us from the Cooperative Extension Service in Orange County. And you can uh, hear this show uh, again, if you'd like, uh, uh, completely in uh, on podcast uh google podcast apple Podcasts, uh, any of the podcasts uh, mediums you can you can uh, find the weekend gardener at least most of them that i've found and uh there's a photo of of rufus uh, it was actually the photo that was on um, in an article in uh, our state magazine from uh, 2015 when we were 
show was 30 years old. And uh, so Rufus and uh, Ann and me in that picture, and you'll, you'll see it's very green. It was in a greenhouse. So it's a, <laughs> and Rufus, I think, was wearing a, a master's um, vest, so sweater vest. So it was all very green. Okay. Uh, but uh, you can get the podcast uh, every week. It's uh, it's on, uh, uh, as I mentioned, Google or or uh, Apple. So readily available, and you can get that uh, recipe. And uh, now you mentioned uh, another recipe off the air: the kale chips. Right. Yes. Um, I was just trying to remember the uh, extension director's name uh, in Lee County, um, and Con- uh, um, Susan Conlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was uh, interning there back in, I guess it was 2015, um, she made uh, made kale chips, and it was they were pretty daggum good, and it was pretty simple from what I remember. Uh, basically, she took uh, mature kale and she um, heated up the oven to 425, uh, 450, pretty hot. Uh, and then she spritz them with um, like uh, um, olive oil or something like that, some kind of an oil, uh, something that would uh, cause the the salt and stuff to stick to it. And then she lightly sprinkled it with uh, a salt substitute uh, for trying those. And then um, also with salt or, or some other spices, mm-hmm. popped them in the oven and then uh, about uh, five or ten minutes. And then she tur- she turned it over but it kind of froze it because the as you remember you know kale is kind of really all you're really trying to do is to dehydrate it um to make the chips and they were pretty good uh if i remember correctly but yeah. uh, uh rufus i have to i'll have to make that next time yeah, yeah <laughs> and, see if... and, and surprise rufus <laughs> well you know the uh that's uh, that's a real art uh, a lot of uh, restaurants make their own chips and you you've got you don't want them to get too too well done Right, and they uh, usually deep fry them, but uh, these because it's uh, kale, it just yeah. kind of freezes uh, and 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 does a great job with a hot hot oven. Yeah. So your oven cooked uh, kale chips. Okay. So we'll just have to try it. We'll surprise Rufus. Yeah. Well, we'll bring in some uh, kale chips someday, Rufus. How's that? Do you think you <laughs> could stand well, it's funny, that? I leave the room and I, I hear kale. So I come back the, and I uh, hear kale. The <laughs> the uh, I'm all kale up. I'm. I'm ready for a kale chip. Well, maybe maybe we can provide the start providing those uh, for you, and uh, in, instead of the nabs. Now let's don't go wild. Right? <laughs> get, get a little bit of uh, uh, depth to your. Uh... <laughs> so, Mart, uh, y'all got. Uh, you mentioned during the first hour that y'all have a pruning demonstration coming up, it's, and, it's and those are very popular. Oh yeah, this is hands on. This is a hands on. I'm telling you, we're going to get our hands into the plants. We're going to teach them how. Uh, we've asked them to actually bring their pruners with them. Um, so uh, we'll we'll actually. Uh, teach them how to use it. We'll talk about maintenance and care and proper uh, choice of uh, pruning equipment, and then we'll mm-hmm. demonstrate it, and then we're going to actually let them pr- do some pruning. And, and uh, buy a good one to start with. Oh, absolutely. That's that the, most, a, yeah. the most important. But, uh, you know, we tell people, you know, a, a bypass pruner is, is what you want. You don't want to have an anvil pruner, um, if you know anything about that. because And uh, I like the ratcheted Pruners. Oh my gosh! Yeah. If you can, if you can find those, they're a little more expensive, but they they really help. I love help. my ratchet. Yeah, you, you can just clip a little yeah. bit and then ratchet back up and come again. Yeah. yeah, but the only problem about the ratchet again is is the anvil. Those are the anvil type of pruners. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, totally understand. Uh, they, I've got a set of, of, of big loppers 
as well as the ratchet hand shears. Yeah. Um, so you you uh, prefer bypass? Bypass, absolutely, because okay. it, it cuts from both directions and it does less damage to right. it. But okay. sometimes you really need to you got you really need to put some pressure on something, so you mm-hmm. need that ratchet. Yeah. Uh, so it's a special tool. Uh, but we're going to let people actually prune. Uh, so they they can prune trees and then go home and try it. You know that's what you how you really learn. You gotta yeah you, you tell them what what they need to do and they then you show them how to do it and then you let them do it themselves. And so by pruning yourself and then you'll have the watchful eye of the extension agent and and the uh, expert who's coming to to, to teach. Um, uh, and you'll ha- you you get a, a a firm understanding of how to do it. Um, we're going to be pruning um, apples, pears. Uh, blueberries, blackberries. I mean, there's a, there's a whole list. We've actually have persimmons there. Going to learn about persimmons and figs and uh, hazelnut. I mean, this farm that we're going to has a lot of a lot of different uh, variety. A lot, you know, high, a lot of diversity. So you can uh, just go to the uh, Orange County Extension Service site and that's right. There's a sign up. Fruit pruning workshop is what it's called. So on the the home page. <coughs> Uh, when you hit the Orange County uh, website, uh, look, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see it uh, in the upper left or somewhere on there. Uh, but the fruit pruning workshop, um, it's filling up fast. I've already uh, just checked it this morning, just advertised it yesterday, and I've already already quarter full. So mm, <laughs> I bet if you're so. interested, you better sign up because uh, the tickets are going fast. So. Right. Must be a nice farmer wanting to see his place all butchered up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, this is is absolutely a, a wonderful farm. It's a, a local couple, uh, young couple that are that are farming, and they've got a lot of like I said, they've got a lot of diversity. They're doing a lot of things out there. Uh, I'm very very excited for them, um, and it's uh, just it's it's off the Buckhorn Road uh, in uh, Orange County, just south. Of I know I-40. where Buckhorn Road is. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah, I absolutely do. I I, uh, I met my wife at Camp Chestnut Ridge, which is, oh yes, uh, not far from there. That's right. Yeah, so Eflin. Good gracious. Yeah. So it's in the Eflin community. So that's where it's going to be held, uh, and we'll provide that uh, the actual farm location and address to the ticket holders. I met her 49 years ago, mm-hmm. Rufus, this year. Wow. You're a lucky day. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely was. Yeah, And we've been married, uh, let's see, uh, in June it'll be 40, 47 years. Which marriage are you counting? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's when we eloped. That was not yeah. the, the one that we... We kept that under our hats for uh, for most most of our. Um, I mean, we didn't. We only told a couple of people. Wow. We got we, got, we eloped <laughs> in nineteen seventy five, uh, the year I came to work here, and the year Melissa started teaching, and uh, but we got married um, in public with all the ceremony and and all the people in nineteen seventy nine, but we kept that that under our hat until after our uh, our parents were gone. Oh, <laughs> oh you're afraid of them. <laughs> well, we were we we just I don't know we just we held off and held off and held off and that's the way it that's the way it came out. So either uh, you know with Melissa and me you can't believe anything we tell you or you know that we can keep a secret one or the other. So yeah. right, yeah. but at any rate, uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder how our, our friend Major Dave is doing. I just heard on PTF this morning that it was quite wintry up there around where he lives. Well, hopefully he'll call us in the next hour on The Weekend Gardener.